So this episode is sponsored by Evolve Bootcamp, my outdoor functional fitness program that delivers a sense of warmth, friendliness, and spirit, along with butt-kicking, hellishly fun-filled workouts that embody a caring attitude evoking the idea everybody that exercises outside has no boundaries and naturally evolves. Class begins at 6 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, winter, spring, summer, and fall. Mention this podcast and come by for a trial class at the Boston Common if you dare. Welcome to the Evolve WMMA podcast featuring the greatest upcoming female fighters on the planet. They are women who have gone against conventional thinking to pursue their dreams. These fighters inspire, empower, and unleash excellence within a new generation of female warriors as they rise and evolve into the best possible version of themselves through the power of mixed martial arts. Hey, 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 this is Evolve WMMA, and I'm your host, Shelly Devine. So this week's guest is all the way from Hawaii, and right about now, I'd like to be there. It's cold and rainy here in Boston. Well, she's a black belt in Taekwondo who started her MMA journey back in 2008 at the age of 15 years old. She had her first pro debut back in 2015, but she had a setback dealing with um, some injuries and a battle with substance abuse. Most recently, she made her way back to MMA after four years, celebrating two years of sobriety. She's now 2-0 with a recent unanimous decision win against Tina Pettigrew. I'd like to welcome to the show Invicta FC bantamweight newcomer, Monica Fearless Franco. So welcome, Monica. Welcome to the show, and congratulations on your recent win at Invicta 39. You had quite the the run there in that three-round, you know, you guys, I mean, what a great fight against Tina Pettigrew. <laughs> I mean, were you, were you thrilled? I mean, you must be thrilled. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, beyond thrilled. I was super ecstatic for sure. Um, but, like, just super grateful at the same time, more than anything, just to be there, you know. Just the whole experience was was awesome. Yeah, I was. Um, I mean, I I just looked at the fight again, you know, for a second time, and I was like, wow, okay, so maybe, you know, you're kind of like, okay, what were the judges thinking and stuff? Because I think um, Tina looked a little um, like a little surprised, but then you know that she didn't win. And right. and um, how did you feel about that? I'm um about her reaction or how did I feel about about the whole thing like you know I mean it's, it, it was a unanimous decision did you did you feel like um you know it, it was it was the correct decision like if you've seen it again or because she didn't feel yeah like I have my own opinion and I'll, I'll I'll get into it afterwards but I, I just wanted to hear what you right. thought about the whole thing because usually when you're when you win like that sometimes people say things and you know right right um, I personally thought I won. I didn't necessarily think maybe unanimously. I, I was thinking possibly she took the first, mm -hmm. but I felt comfortable enough knowing that I did enough in the second and the third to take those two rounds. Yeah. Um, but you know, when it's the judges, it's always hard to, you know, you don't know what they're going to say, yeah. but I mean, I felt, 
I felt like I did enough in the second and the third round at least to get the win. So, yeah. Yeah. It must have been pretty exciting to start the whole show off that night. I mean, you're you're a newcomer to Invicta, and uh, mm-hmm. were you did you have a little bit of nerves going in there? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> small kind. Like, um, I mean, I've been doing it for so long, mm-hmm. and um you know, throughout the journey, you, you kind of learn how to deal with those nerves. Like they were there, but it was more, um, for me, I felt more focused and centered and just ready to go and, um, do what I knew I was capable of doing. And, um, I'm glad that it turned out the way that it did. And I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was very exciting. I mean, I, I, the, the first round, you really shocked me with that, that head, that spinning head kick like that you landed. I was like, damn, wow, I didn't see that coming. I'm like, even with your Taekwondo, I mean, I knew about the Taekwondo background, but I was like, I still didn't see that coming. And I'm sure she didn't either. I think she looked like, whoa, what the hell? Yeah, Um, yeah. That was that was a, a a little bit of a sh- it was a shocker. I was like, whoa, okay, cool. And then and then good. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, and then your style. I have to say, I I was. I could see that it it threw off Tina like big time. Mm. Like she just, I don't think in that second round knew what to do or how to approach you. And, and um, the only thing I would say that made me nervous is your hands being down. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. other than that, I was like, damn, this girl's changing her stance. She's moving around. She's doing all this. Like, <laughs> just, like just playing. Like, I mean, did you have fun in that round or what? I, I did. I had a lot of fun. Um, I, um, I've been out for, you know, a while, but in that time, there's been a lot of things that I've worked on as a fighter that I, um, was excited to showcase. And one of those things is my movement. I can fight, you know, right hand, left hand back. Yeah. Um, and, and, and back striking, like, you know, you're, you had that forward pressure, but you could pound away like mm -hmm. on your heels basically. Right. And I was like, damn, she, this girl knows how to fight. This is, this is, this is a dangerous person. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, I'm glad that you point that out. Yeah. I definitely feel comfortable moving forward or backwards and being, um, able to land significant strikes going either way yeah because you definitely did I I I wondered you know during the fight I mean I I we already knew I already knew you went but like um during the fight what the judges were seeing and if they would side with you or they would side with her even in that second round obviously they sided with you but I, I was I was curious to see how they would um you know look at your style and mm-hmm. and say you know you know, to score it and give it to you. I, I just, I was like so psyched that they did because to me, anything that, that Tina threw was kind of half-hearted. Like she didn't mm-hmm. really throw anything at you that was like, I think she didn't really know what to do. It seemed right. like she, right. she, her game was thrown off. She wanted to do the takedown and, and, and put you up against the fence, which that, that had no problem for you either. Like, I mean, that ground right. and pound in the freaking third round, man. You did the little freaking, you did a little shoulder, like a little shoulder toss. And then those little short elbows. I was like, damn, this girl is super dangerous. So I can't even wait to see your next fight. That's my whole Thank point. You. And now you got a contract with Invicta. Are you psyched? Yes. Bruh, like super psyched, super psyched. And just like... It couldn't have gone any better, you know what I mean? And I'm just so, like, I'm excited to to get back in there 
uh, I'm going to be going down to flyweight. So I feel like I'll be wow. able to showcase a little bit more, you know, what grows my size. Because they're a little bit bigger mm-hmm. in the bantamweight division. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm I moving back down so that I can showcase more and give you guys more exciting fights. You know, I'm glad wow. that. So what, why, why go down to flyweight? Is that, that's your more normal weight class? or I've, Yeah, I fought there um, more than I have as a bantamweight, actually. And then... Um, like I said, I just feel like it'll be, I'll be able to showcase more with girls more my size because they are a little bit bigger in the oh. bantamweight division. So did you feel like um, uh, Tina was bigger than you? Um, as far as like mass and stuff, for sure. I yeah. definitely do, you know. Yeah. And um, sometimes, I mean, I'm not going to lie, she was strong. Yeah. So her pressing me up against the cage and stuff, sometimes it's a little bit hard to peel them off. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it's going to be easy with the flyweights, but I just feel like I might be able to be a little bit more mobile, more scrambles and mm-hmm. that kind of things going on with like the flyweight division. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would imagine too, if somebody's just more your weight, you know, like normal, it must be right. completely different. Cause I, I know when I spot with the girls at the gym, I'm like, wow, I just went with one of these guys and now I go with somebody other. Like, this is so much easier. You know? <laughs> exactly. I exactly. Like, wow. I can actually move. <laughs> move. And I'm like, nice. wow. I, you know, I'm like, not afraid. I'm going to get like punched out, punched, my lights punched out or whatever, but that's really cool. That'll be, that'll be, um, Interesting to see. So did Invicta just give you like a bantamweight contract or can you fluctuate between flyweight and bantamweight? I believe I believe I'll be able to fluctuate because my manager's been in talks with them and he's been letting them know that I'm gonna move down to flyweight and stuff. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard, like they're okay with that. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Now do you have any challenges with weight cutting or anything like that? I I read in your bio that at one point you were having some, mm-hmm. some issues earlier on, like right. back, you know, a few years ago with right. weight cuts. Yeah. Yeah, I used to. I used to. I, I did it the wrong way. Um obviously it comes down to nutrition. So yeah. um the way that it was done and not being educated or not having like a fight nutritionist helped me mm-hmm. was a little bit tricky mm-hmm. to navigate and um i found myself in these really big deficits mm-hmm. and um cutting uh crazy weight and then just being not up to par the the following night you know sure, yeah. and then you know um when that happens your body sucks everything back up and then they want you, you know they want you to fight again in a couple of months my body's holding everything for a good month or so and yeah. then repeating the process of trying to cut that much weight in a month is you know so the cycle kind of um continued for about four four of my fights so yeah it was was, yeah it was will you have to cut much weight to go to fly weight or no this time around no i don't believe so i think it'll be done correctly like i've already started up with my nutritionist this past monday Mm -hmm. and um we're just you know i'm not I'm assuming I won't be fighting for a few months or so, so it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to work our way down naturally. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I think it'll be okay this time around. Wow. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know too much about, you know, about cutting weight or anything like that and what right. you guys go through. I just hear all these, 
you know, like, oh, my body's just not dropping. And you guys are already so lean to begin with, you know, you know, when we see you guys on TV and, and we're watching you guys, you know, in your training and stuff. And it's like, wow, where are they, you know, where, where are they getting rid of it? You know, (laughs) you know, like, I'm like, how do they do that? I'm like, geez, you know? Um, so Mm -hmm. it must be, and, 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 you know, being put in the hospital for it, you know, getting yeah. an IV or something like that because you right. depleted your system or whatever. I, I just, I can't even imagine going to those lengths, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and trying that to one was that pretty out. horrible. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're risking your life, you know, yeah. I, to, to make weight doesn't, you know, that you can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Lessons learned. Yeah. All so, hard lessons learned. But you've learned them. <laughs> yes. Yes. So tell me, um, how did you get involved in, in mixed martial arts? I, you started Taekwondo when you were like 15. <laughs> and then yeah. how, did, how did that trans, you know, how did you transition? Um, Taekwondo, like when, where I first started, that was like kind of always my outlet, I guess you could say, because growing up, I was like an introvert in a way and you know I wasn't like a popular kid or whatever Mm -hmm. and I would get picked you know I'd get teased or picked on not like anything severe like some people but enough to Mm -hmm. kind of enough to kind of make you feel self-conscious I guess you could stay and like Mm -hmm. I always wanted to try like high school sports and stuff like that but at that point I was already too self-conscious from my Mm -hmm. upbringing so Mm -hmm. I found taekwondo and I fell in love with it. You know, it was my outlet. I got my black belt in Taekwondo. And um, at one point I had like Olympic ambitions for that, mm. but I had gotten injured. Um, and I kind of thought that was like the end of my world at that time because, you know, me like thinking, oh no, I'm injured. This is the end. Like not thinking like, okay, you can rehab and all this stuff, you know. Right. <laughs> what kind of injury was it? Um, it was... It was just like a really bad ankle injury. I don't think I broke it. I don't think I t- tore it, but I, it took me out of being able to compete in um, junior nationals that year. Mm-hmm. So then, um, you know, that kind of prompted one of my, I went off track in my journey and, you know, did things in life that probably, well, not probably, that wasn't like benefiting me. Mm-hmm. And then I got back into taekwondo just for like training purposes and then i went with my friend to a fight in the blazedell down here and i believe the promotion was elite xc and i saw gina carano and tanya Evinger fighting oh, wow. and that fight sparked my interest in the mma realm mm-hmm. so from you know the, from taekwondo yeah. watching the fight oh. and i've always loved to like punch and stuff like that too and taekwondo is primarily kicking that's how you score your points yeah and i just loved like the fact that you could punch and do all these things and <laughs> is that why you keep your hands down i was like she's taekwondo that's why her hands are down like, don't be crazy i was Possibly. like oh my god <laughs> okay get ready to be even more crazy in my next fights because you'll see it <laughs> i'm like wow Wow, you know, like you just have that, like, you know, the back and forth, and oh my gosh, yep. I'm like, wow, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, good. I'm like, glad. Oh my god, put your hands up, protect your head because you never know if it's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but that is how I got started in the MMA realm. I think that was like 2000, like late 2008, early 2009. So, yeah. Very good. So was Gina Carano, she was definitely like an influence in getting you like into MMA, huh? She did a lot. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And even the fight with her and Julie Kedzie, I like, I love that fight. That was a great fight too, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. So, and you were like, how old then? Like 15, 16, 17? Um, when I started Taekwondo or when I started No, when MMA? you saw Gina and how old were you? Oh, that was, oh, no, I was like 20, at least 25 by that oh, point. Oh, okay. How old are you now? <laughs> guess, guess. <laughs> I didn't, I think I was going to say 25 and now I know you're not. Yes, <laughs> how yes. How old are you? <laughs> I'm <laughs> I actually, you I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm 35. Yes. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. And I appreciate your, it. You're kicking butt now. Good for you. That's awesome. Did you have I usually to go, get that though. Do you, did you have to go through like um some weird uh tests before you had to to fight cuz I know some, there was some talk just recently online about like all the the medical records that the women need and and you need special ones for 35 or beyond I think I don't know Oh really no and, I in some of the states some of the states mm. some of the states require different things I mean obviously the a pregnancy test but there was some other like weird tests that they were making the girls have that guys don't have to have <laughs> and it's like okay. why so yeah. far no all no. normal good. yeah oh that's good yeah so and they were talking about trying to move it up to i don't know 40 or 45 or something like that i don't know there was some some little thing i'll have to i'll have to look look into that a little bit more but okay. there was some talk about that and i didn't know if you encountered any of that but I, apparently not which is a good thing yeah um, for reals yeah so um who who would you say has played a meaningful role in in your journey and influenced you in a positive way i always talk about my mom and her sisters my aunties um like i said um i've i've said i've stated it before but they've always like just supported us in our dreams and our goals and always believed you know, whatever craziness it was, like they've just always been supportive. Um, this the hard work and the values that I've, you know, seen. Not only did they instill in us, mm-hmm. but just seeing their hard work and their work ethic um, was always around me. And um, you know, considering the upbringing that they've had, like them choosing to do better for, you know, their Ohana and their Kiki. Like, I mean, just the list goes on and on, but they would definitely be my strong influences in the person that I am today, along with so many other people, mm-hmm. but, but especially them for sure. Yes. That's, that's great. I mean, it's good to have good family behind you. Is that what you mm-hmm. mean by Ohana, your family? Yes. Or, yeah. 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 And what was definitely. the other, what was the other word you said? Kiki? When what was oh, you said, Ohana and Titi or Kiki? Oh, um, no, yeah. uh, no, I did it. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what it was. After I'll be like, You said Ohana, like my my Ohana and my I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it Sorry. was. Sorry, it's okay. I just figured it's Hawaiian and I'm like, I don't know what it, I, I don't know what the I, I Ohana, I was like, Okay, that's family, but for yeah. listeners, if they don't know what you mean by that, it means family, yeah. 
and love your loved ones, your or, extended family. Or, right. Oh, aunties. Maybe I said aunties. Aunties. No. Maybe that is your, your aunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, down here we say aunties. Okay. So aunties, okay. my aunties. <laughs> you have a lot of women around you. Yes. Do yeah, any of them, uh, do they, do, how do they feel about you being a fighter? Um, in the beginning, my parents were obviously, um, nervous and, you know, it was a new realm for them. They had seen me compete in Taekwondo and stuff like that. Mm. But, um, I guess a little, a little bit nerve wracking, but the more you do it and the longer you do it and they see that it's a sport and they see the skill that I have, you know, the more comfortable they've become with it. Mm -hmm. So, um, some of my aunties though, like, they've never seen any of my live fights. So like it kind of was new for them, mm -hmm. but they, um, you know, they, they were a little bit nervous, but also excited. And, you know, so, um, yeah, now, you know, they're just excited for me and happy for me. And that's great. You know, I, yeah. Do you have other siblings too, or do you have a sister's brother? I have one or? brother, one brother. It's just me and him and he has a wife and he has eight cakey. So cakey means children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That was the word. JK. That's the word. Yeah. So he has eight kids. Oh my gosh. You have eight <laughs> nieces and nephews. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But they're so, good. So, do you, so. They, they must think you're really cool and they, they must want to come up and <laughs> wrestle and whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. They try. They try. But um, I mean, they, they, I learn a lot from them. So, but yeah, I try not to like make it a big deal. If anything, like I, I can only hope that from my examples, this just shows them that, you know, if you love what you do mm -hmm. and you're good at it or, you know, whatever, then, you know, just keep going for it because I want them to hopefully fulfill their dreams and their goals. So hopefully through my examples, mm -hmm. that will eventually happen for them. Yeah. So this wasn't an easy road for you to get back to you know, being into, you know, getting an, an opportunity to fight for Invicta. You, your last fight you won, but that was a, a, a little over yeah. a year ago, right? No, that was uh, 2015. So it was like five years ago. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So it was a while ago. Okay. And yeah, yeah so there was, there was an interim before even mm -hmm. getting this fight. And I got to ask, how did you get this fight then? How, how did um, you I always say I believe that it's just timing. I believe that it was um, the help of my manager as well. Like he had got, he had Jillian DeCourcy in already in Invicta mm -hmm. and he had gotten some of his other girls into Invicta prior to. So mm -hmm. that connection obviously helped. Mm -hmm. So I just think it was his um, support in working and pushing for that. Mm -hmm. And then just the timing of it all more than anything yeah, yeah are you friends with jillian or mm -hmm. yeah oh, okay. yeah did you yeah so jillian knew you and then and then set you up with this manager or oh no prior to this i i met jillian through um through my manager okay so um i met my manager like i had done a podcast a while ago and i'm still friends with him and I had asked him about like managers and then he sent me to this person who sent me to my manager. <laughs> ah, so yeah, okay. on social media, on Twitter. <laughs> oh, cool. That's cool. So yeah. I guess I'm, you know, it's just such a big gap. 
you know, for you. Mm -hmm. And I, and I know, you know, in you, you, you've had some struggles, you, you had some injuries that you had to overcome and then, and then you had a bout with substance abuse and, and, um, for you to come back, I mean, the time wise, I mean, was it like after your last fight, I think in 2015, did you struggle with the, the substance abuse between now and going mm-hmm. into Invicta? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my substance abuse problems happened way before this, in, this stretch had happened, mm-hmm. but, um, this was like probably the, um, the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, um, um during that time I just knew for myself that not only was this a hindrance for practically a a big portion of my life but I felt like if I didn't get that part together Mm -hmm. then I wouldn't be able to um reach my full potential in things and that's when I really took the time to start working on myself you know go to therapy because I um battled with like depression as well so um going to therapy and just learning the roots of my addictions and all of that stuff and I mean it wasn't easy no I can imagine yeah just just working through it and understanding things understanding um how to cope with things better as opposed to these substances that I would turn to Mm -hmm. and um yeah, these past five years have probably been the most um, difficult because of the injuries and because of um, so many of my relapses that I had had, mm-hmm. but also the most um, beneficial in a way of learning from it and um, um, ultimately getting better from it. So it definitely, you know, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a journey. I, I can imagine so many people, especially nowadays, suffer with depression, suffer with mm-hmm. substance abuse. I mean, things mm-hmm. are easily available to, to people to sure. get a hold of, to, to you know, um, compensate for whatever's going on emotionally, mentally, mm-hmm. you know, physically. Mm-hmm. Um, is this something that happened? It started when you were very young, and then you've just mm-hmm. been battling it all along. The reason why I go into it is because you're here now and you're on a high level platform, obviously you're Mm -hmm. fighting at Invicta and you had a great win. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's something that you struggled with, but this is how you're making yourself, um, you know, you're evolving, you're becoming Mm -hmm. better. Um, Mm -hmm. and then also to be able to stay there without having, you know, say other setbacks is, is how do you, what has been your process? I mean, I know you said that, you know, you, you've had counseling and stuff, but like depression, did you have to go back in and find, cause I, I know what people that are suffering with depression now and they, right. you know, they, right. they've had to, I mean, have some severe intervention mm-hmm. and it was the only thing that could pull them out of it. I mean, what was, what have you had to do and how did martial arts play a role in, in your recovery and in getting a hold of yourself? So to speak? I feel like, yeah um it's a good question um i feel like um martial arts has been like a great outlet um <coughs> excuse me i'm kind of getting over the flu oh it's but, like um, people from that show got the i know <laughs> i know um i i definitely feel like it's been a great outlet for me um in many um 
many cases. But um, sorry, I'm trying to remember your question. I just feel. Oh, no, 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 no worries. Um, I feel like um, as far as like being able to um, cope with the depression or like things like that was just learning how to be aware of triggers that may or may not happen Mm. and like understanding that sometimes depression does come back Mm. and just knowing that it's may last long it I don't know how long it could last but just like um just for me I'm not speaking on anybody else but for me just accepting that it's there and accepting that it's a little bit uncomfortable but it's gonna you know it's gonna eventually pass but also just um like I said just being aware of the triggers and what may or may not cause it and then um I think sometimes too like the depression would make me revert to substances at certain points because I didn't want to feel that uncomfortable Mm. that uncomfortable feeling of being depressed and I'd rather like you know numb it out with whatever substance it was Mm. so knowing that like helps me you know stay away from like the substances and all that things and then also knowing how how bad it was for my health because at a certain point like my body just wasn't handling the substances the way that it would used to so you know I would just feel sick or like Mm. you know weird heart palpitations and all of that stuff so just always remembering how how hard it was on my body and how hard it was to come out of those relapses makes me as far as the substances is concerned not going back to that just remembering how difficult it was and what like how hard the journey was to get to where I am now. Yeah. It was, was your um, depression triggered by an external event, some trauma or. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It it is. Yeah. It is from trauma to you. Yeah. uh, At a younger age, for sure. At a younger age. Okay. Well, it's just, you know, like depression is kind of tricky in, in that, like, Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's caused by trauma or a life event mm-hmm. that is just o- emotionally overwhelming. Right. And trying right. to handle it and your mind gets, you know, cr- it, it goes through that spiral of a downward spiral mm-hmm. into, you know, grief, despair, all that sort of yes. stuff. And, and um, I often wonder sometimes, you know, like there are some people that are just nothing is happening and they get depressed. And right, it's right, like, right. It's like, oh, how does that happen? I, I understand when somebody has like had something in their life and it it just keeps, you know, there's there's something external that trigger mm-hmm. a memory or something and then, right, and, right. then and then you're you don't know how to process it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't mm-hmm. know how to process it and then going into uh doing other things or avoiding other things, you know. Um I, I it must be a definitely a tough a tough um, journey and then coming out of it and, and um, you know, putting yourself to on like um, a platform that's, you know, puts you in that spotlight Mm -hmm. and and going into that. And sometimes you don't know the emotions that you're going to feel when you're in those situations, like of, you know, beating somebody like in the cage or I noticed in your, in your amateur fights, there was, a lot more losses 
Right. And during that time, I'm just curious as to, were you going through these battles with substance abuse during that time mm -hmm. where you had yeah. all those losses? And what, what was it like when you were in the cage? I mean, did, did the cage, you know, help you, did, you know, when you were in there, did that help mm -hmm. you develop a stronger self-esteem and, or would you like, you know, have a fight and then go off and, you know, yeah. I don't know what your pre preferred substance was, but then, you know, go get high or something to forget stuff. I, I, I'm just curious right, right. as to how you dealt with it. Um, yeah, I did have a lot of losses and I do feel that, I mean, I was battling substance abuse then too. And then just like a lot of outside baggage, um, we like to call it as far as like, you know, whether it's like poor relationships that I'm, you know, I feel probably played a factor and then mm -hmm. obviously not the best nutrition. And then obviously mm -hmm. the substance abuse had all like, um, played a factor at some point in time with those losses. And um, I, I feel like, I mean, I, di I didn't get overly like depressed from the losses. I feel like my outside life was, I felt like being in the cage was more where I wanted to be mm -hmm. sometimes than, than dealing with outside life or dealing with the things that I was dealing with, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, when I did get those losses, like that's the thing that like made me hungrier to like, want to get better you know mm -hmm. and like want to train more and all of that stuff so I feel like that like martial arts has kind of always been my happy place I guess you could say that's great whether I had win or lose so wow that's, but, great. that's great um what would you say has led to your successes now like what are, what are maybe three things that have led to your success now I feel um like I said um, before, being a student of the game more mm -hmm. and just um, really um, understanding and watching. Like I like to watch a lot of old footage of like some of my favorite fighters and stuff just mm -hmm. because I like to emulate them, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I watch their footage. I watch my footage, you know, <laughs> trying to like get better at the things that mm -hmm. um, I know I need to get better at. Um, just picking things apart and um, seeing where I could do better in this fight. Like I, I've already discussed it, with one of, discussed it with one of my teammates about some of the things that after watching my fight uh, like several times, some things that adjustments that I would have made mm -hmm. here and there to keep it standing more. Um, I feel that consistency is super important and um, just um, knowing that when you're consistent with something that it, it pays off, you know? And then I just feel like hard work, mm -hmm. hard work and smart work, like both, you know, putting in the hard work, but being smart about it has uh, led to the success thus far. Um, mm. Yeah. And, and I mean, I know you asked for three, but I also do feel like mentally mm -hmm. and emotionally, I'm in a different place in my life now. And I feel like, um, mental health is super, super important. And like some people don't realize how important it is, but to have like, you know, cause at some points in my career, my, my mental health wasn't there, but my physical health was like there and it was okay. And then at other parts, like my, um, 
it was flip-flopped, you know, mm-hmm. where my mental health was okay, but then my physical wasn't always so just kind of having all of that connected together now with the mental health, the, the mm-hmm. physical health, the emotional, I feel has led to um, success thus far. That's awesome. So who are some of your favorite fighters? I, I, I'm like wondering, was Anderson Silver at all one of your favorite fighters? <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, so funny. Um, actually, it would be um, Dominic Cruz, TJ Dillashaw, okay. and Isra- Israel Adesanya. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. That makes yes. sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. But I was like, okay, who's your favorite guys? You know, like, that's very cool. Wow. So do you have... um? Um, a story of a time in your journey as a martial artist where you encountered or experienced uh, an aha moment of realization? Uh, yeah, I believe it was um, my fight, my professional debut. Um, that was like my la- uh, my fourth really bad weight cut in a row. I ended up in the ER for IV because when I was trying to rehydrate, you know, I kept throwing up and stuff. And, um, you know, so I was in there and I was in there till like probably two in the morning, but I didn't sleep till like four in the morning. And um, that night I went out and I competed. And not only did I fight free and just, um, you know, go in there and be me, but I won but my thing was i felt like had i done it the correct way and the healthy way that you know i could have done so much more you know like i i just felt like there's just so much more put, untapped potential that i didn't tap into that night because my my poor weight cuts and all of that stuff so that was like an aha moment for me just you know going in there and letting loose and mm-hmm. you know having fun even though i was like thought I was gonna die <laughs> the, oh the, my goodness the, yeah. Like, yeah wow yeah doing the the bad weight cuts and then realizing that you had to put it put put a team together and help you with the weight cuts and learn more about yeah. it yeah 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 aha like oh I gotta really get after this or I'm not gonna be mm-hmm. able to do this for a long period of time right wow yeah sure um is there a time where you um you know experienced failure and how, you know, what did you learn from it and how did you overcome it? Yeah. I mean, I've experienced so much failure in life. <laughs> it's not even funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, like losses in like, uh, losses in the cage. And I mean, just, just life in general. Um, I think, um, my battle with addiction and the failures that I've had with that and the, the relapses that I had with that was probably, the one that sticks out to me the most Mm. but um through every failure and relapsed with that um i never lost the desire to want to 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 change for the better you know and i think that slowly that desire of wanting to change and you know even though i was still you know doing you know drinking smoking whatever like I feel like that desire eventually enabled me to make small and steady steps towards that goal 
to where years, we're talking literal years later of failures of relapsing, Mm. you know, years to where I finally am where I am today, where, I mean, in May, in May, it'll be two years of food sobriety. And that's never happened for me before. I literally never even went, like, I think the longest I had gone was like almost a year. And then the relapse had happened. So the fact that I'm going on two years soon is like, I'm super stoked, you know. That's and, so great. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's a, that's an internal, you know, war that's been waged. I'm sure, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. that's a, a whole other kind of battle that, you know, we all have, and we all have our, our, our demons, I guess that mm-hmm. we, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get a battle in your mind of, and you never know when it's going to hit you or whatever, but, um, that's yeah. that's awesome that you've been able to maintain for the last two years. It's great. And look at you. I mean, yeah. like you got some great opportunities ahead of you too, which is sure. awesome, right? Yeah, definitely. Wow. So, um, you know, during that, like dealing with the things that you have had to deal with, what has been your greatest challenge with dealing with say fear and then overcoming fear? Oh, my greatest challenges with fear. I always, I would always say like my own personal insecurities with stuff. Um, you know, like uh, if I have to give an example, I guess. So I'll talk about just stepping in a cage. I'd always have like these ridiculous fears like, oh, what if I look stupid? Or, you know, just like just random stuff or like, oh, what if like I lose? Then like, you know, like people aren't going to like me and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um I don't know, I have multiple fears, but I think, um, I think just like being okay with like being myself has helped me to overcome a lot of my insecurities Mm -hmm. and realizing that no matter what, like at the end of the day, humans, you know, some going like you, some not going like you and it's okay. You know, I just learning how to accept that and like, you know, just like some people going to talk bad about you, even if you're a good person, but Mm -hmm. that's just life. That's just humans. And, you know, criticisms will happen. So, you know, fears of like criticisms and all that stuff. Like I just learn how to overcome that with just being okay. That is going to happen and just being myself no matter what. And, um, staying mentally strong in that sense. <laughs> yeah, I think we all got to do that for sure. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, you, you never know when, like, sometimes something external, especially when you're like, I mean, you're you're in the public eye now. So I mean, yeah. there's so many trolls sure. and like on sure. on social media <laughs> that you know will just post something. I know, like, I had posted something recently, and and somebody, you know, just you know put one word and question marks. But to me, I was offended because he, I was like, ah, I'm like, he doesn't get what I mean. And I'm like, why am I even concerned about this? I don't even know this person. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it it did get me a little like riled and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, why am I riled about this? I'm like, he's stupid. He doesn't (laughs) know what the heck I'm talking about. That's all. Right. And he's just dumb. He needs to educate himself and I'm not going to do it. (laughs) If he doesn't know, too bad. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Like, why am I like having somebody draw my energy away from me? And I, it happens. Right. I mean, like I, yeah to it you know just here and there and i'm like i can't even imagine if being on a 
you know, like what some of the female fighters over the years have had to deal with, with, right. you know, these people that come on and, and say these horrible things on threads and right. Twitter and on Facebook and stuff. It just, right. if you let it, it can really get out of hand. You have to have a sense of humor about it or something. Look at yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, I know who you are, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 No, for you real. Know? For real. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And, and I, I can see like, you know, if you had a loss or something, that's gotta be tough to take because you beat yourself up, you know, like right. if, if you do lose, you beat yourself up and, you, and then you're like, okay, I got to come back and well, it was a good experience and you gotta, you know, it's gotta be tough. Right. You know? Right. Totally has to be tough. <clears throat> so what is, um, um, what are, what are maybe three things that um, are essential to your leading a life of success in leading an empowered life now, like what are three things that are, you know, that you gravitate to or, or, um, utilize to help you in, in maintaining your sobriety even. Right. Um, I definitely lean on God for sure. Um, I, you know, without God, I, I am nothing. So, um, that helps me to stay centered and focused. Um, I feel like being humble and, um, humble and, um, what is the word I'm looking for here? I guess I'll just stick with humble because I mean, when you're humble, you can be receptive and, you know, open to self, you know, not only self, your own self-reflection, but if somebody's like, like coming that you're close with comes at you and says, you know, you got to like keep yourself in check kind of a thing, mm-hmm. then it's easier for me to accept and acknowledge like, oh yeah, like, you know, I am being this way and like start to change that. And then I think just being around um, good support system, whether it's my Ohana or my, my teammates and my friends, um, keeping me grounded and keeping me, um, you know, like just, just, just normal re- everyday life, you know? I feel like those things help me to um, stay stay um, balanced. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Okay, I seems like a lot of fighters. I know I I meditate. I pray. Um, yeah. Yes. You know, I try to connect with you know something that's other than me. <laughs> you know? Yes. Oh my yes. God, a yeah. Higher power, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you, you want to call it. You know, whether yeah. it's Buddha, the universe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, agree. being I agree. being Hawaiian, what is your, what is your, um, how do you talk to source or God or like, what do you, do, I mean, is it like, is it religious based or is it, if you don't mind me asking, I'm just curious about well, you being Hawaiian and everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm, re- I'm religious based. I am, uh, I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So okay. people know us as Mormons for the most yeah. part, but, okay. but, um, I am religious based. So, um, just, just pray and meditation, mm-hmm. you know, I do a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, just, just, um, staying connected in that sense and I guess you could say I read my scriptures and stuff like that and mm-hmm. yeah so yeah that's how a, I definitely a positive mindset for sure yes and, yes and then too I think you know meditation's huge I mean like mm-hmm. it's 
is such a great practice to yes. to to reset the mind and to replenish mm-hmm. the mind because the mind is really what messes I think people up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So that's really cool. Has there ever been um, a time in your life where you felt inadequate or were told no because you were a woman? Um, I've never verbally been told no because of I was a woman. But like starting up in MMA, like especially because um, women's MMA wasn't, you know, like grown or evolved to the point that it is now. Mm. Like you you go into these gyms and you you already feel a little bit inadequate because they don't want to pair up with you the boys don't want to pair up with you because you're a girl and you're like a newbie and stuff or or like um you know even as it did progress you know you come across other high level females that um might not necessarily want to train with you because maybe they think you're not at their level or their skill set so feeling inadequate in that sense but um I just always was the type like to show you rather than more than anything. So I just put in the hard work and I eventually just, you know, like prove myself, I guess, so to speak more mm-hmm. than anything and, and had gained their respect. Mm-hmm. Granted, like I'm the type of person, like no matter what, as long as you show me respect, I'll give you respect. I'm just that kind of a person, mm-hmm. but you know, like, in the world we live in everybody's different sometimes you just gotta show and earn the respect so i guess um that's how i uh, dealt with the feelings of inadequacy was just by my work ethic mm-hmm. and my skill set and just proving myself nice um what does it mean to you know to be a female to you in this day and age and um, how do you see being a female has evolved in our culture, in sports, and over the course of, of your life? I think female, the evolution of female athletes in general has, has really come a long way. I, um, you know, um, especially in women's MMA, I think um, we get a lot of attention for sure because we're just too in there, you know, where as opposed to like... Um, basketball or or soccer it's like a whole team and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but they overall in general I feel like um there it's been a good movement and I feel like um it's about time (laughs) so to speak you know to um to just show what female athletes are are capable of you know whatever it is and Mm -hmm. not only that but for them to for them to be able to show that they can have a positive and a positive impact on their communities or beyond their communities. You know, mm-hmm. um, you, I mean, you see it all the time and I mean, I'm just very honored and privileged to be able to, to continue to see the progression that has happened with female, um, mm. you know, that, that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, to be a part of it, to be a part of the evolution of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, a how small, cool is that? Part of it. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Well, you are. I mean, like, still Invicta's only been around for, geez, maybe less than ten years, I think. I don't yeah, know. yeah, ten years. Yeah. So it's fairly new, and and you know, thankfully the UFC has 
has um, been very supportive of it. And right. I mean, right. there were other show, you know, Strike Force showcased women's MMA. Right. Bellator right. did. But, um, you know, it's still fairly new. And, and so it's amazing to me because I'm like, I'm watching all these, you know, like fighters like yourself coming up and you guys just keep getting better and better and better and, and start doing other like, you know, great things. And, and it, it's very neat to see. It's, it's just awesome. really, really neat to see. And, and that's why I do this because I want to keep going, you know, like that's which, cool. which many other people want to do too. Um, so I got a couple of fun questions for you. It's going to put you on the spot okay. <laughs> and I'm going to say, no who is your favorite female fighter or MMA fighter and, mm -hmm. and why? Uh, definitely Rose Namayunis. Uh, I love her grace and her, the naturalness about her and I've her humility. And um, I love how transparent she is about, everything mm. and um i love her fight style uh she too comes from a taiko taekwondo background i believe mm -hmm. and um you know she she can bang so like sure. and, um you know i just love the fact that she just shaved her head because she yeah. just said you know what like you know like beauty is beauty no matter what so yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate that. And I respect her for that. She's yeah, a right. Fighter. Made her life a little easier. She's like, I don't have to deal with this now. I, I know. I know. I'm a man. If everybody, if every, every female could put that off, shoot, I think they would. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, Jeez, just the I don't care. There's no way that I can. Just the expense too. Like, I mean, if you right? go and have your hair done at the hairdressers and stuff, having a haircut, like getting I know. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's the fun one. What female fighter do you love to hate and why? <laughs> okay. Love to hate. Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe Chris Cyborg. I've never kind of been the biggest fan of her mm -hmm. fight style, I guess you could say. I mean, I don't really hate anybody. I'd probably right. be her. Um, I don't know because I feel like she has one fight style and that's forward and that's just bombarding you with punches. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I feel like, I mean, no, I mean, she's evolved, but I just feel like a lot of it is like bully, bully fighting in a sense. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I don't know, like I, I'm a very much an artistic, a martial arts person. Mm -hmm. I see the art in it. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know. I just, not the biggest fan of the way she fights. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to qualify. I, I, I use the word hate. I know whenever I ask that question, I know you, you fighters as a whole don't typically hate each other, but there yeah. are like, I mean, there's some, there's ones that you really like to root for and there's others you're like, ah, they're yeah, just yeah, not yeah, my yeah. preference. And I like yep, this one better. One. And I'm like, you know, and so that's really what I want to mean. But what, what I mean by Fair it, but I, but I really like to get like your reactions and make you uncomfortable just a little bit. Because Fair enough. It's my only time that I can make you uncomfortable. You're in, you know, like you go in the cage and you can like bang it out. But I'm like, I'm going to make them squirm just a little bit in their chair. Yeah. Because that's, hey. I mean, like, I don't get to get I like in it. the ring with them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I, all good. 
but no, I get it. I get it. But yeah, I yeah, that's I'm not. I've never really been the biggest fan of her flight style. <laughs> yeah, well, I know so many people. Are. I I I've had a like a an on and off with her. I I I she she gets so much attention, and mm. and uh, because she's she's reigned for such a long time, and and she's such a tough fighter, and and mm. and she beat Gina Carano with a knockout. Right. And I was like bumming. No, me too. Me too. Back in the day, yeah, and, exactly. And, uh, so I I kind of you know I, I I guess I've been you know watching her for a long time. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. kind of like I like her, but then I I also I feel very similar about it. It's like oh, I like her, but I don't like her, but I like her, and I'm I'm glad she's there. You know, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She gives something else to the sport for somebody to talk about and keep it alive for sure. And she is a great yeah. fighter. Um, so um. Who do you see yourself maybe fighting next? Any thoughts? Honestly, no. I'm just I'm willing to fight anyone and everyone. I gotta look at I gotta look at the roster. <laughs> right. And but, know who your competition uh, is, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess I'm a little uh uh um clueless a little bit with that. But honestly mm-hmm. though, whoever Whoever they put me up against will be ready for. I mean, I hope that it's more of a striker-based kind of a fighter because I think that'd be great for stylistic purposes. But, I mean, at the same time, we'll be ready. We'll be ready for whoever, you know, they want to throw at us next. Yeah, I wonder so. when that be. Maybe this summer or something, I hope. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. That'd be great. Um, yeah. Is there any any words of wisdom you'd like to leave us with? Any parting words or, or um, any shout outs to sponsors or your team or anything like that? Yeah, I always send a big shout out to Jason Adams, my manager, for um, just the support and the belief as well um, as the the hard work that he puts, not only in for me, but for all of his fighters. Um, shout out to always my Ohana, my teammates and my friends, because uh, I always say this and I'll continue to say this. I would not be the person that I am today without any of them. And then I, I always am grateful for platforms and podcasters and people such as yourself. So thank you to you, Shelly, for okay. this platform to be able to uh, allow us to just speak and have a conversation and talk story, you know, as, mm-hmm. as local people like to say, talk story down mm-hmm. here. Um, and um, my sponsors, I really need a list so that I can like shout it out, but mm-hmm. I can't think of the sponsors off the top of my head, but I will be better at that, but very grateful for my sponsors. And I always like to say, um, you know, whatever it is that you guys are continuing to uh, do in life, love in life, keep doing it, be consistent with it. I promise you that you'll get to where you want to be one day um, and just keep working, working for it and, um, you know, never give up. And I hope that you guys will continue to do great things in the future, including yourself, Shelly. And I, um, yeah, and I, uh, Hope that we have more conversations one day. <laughs> I would love that. I, I really would love that. I, I love having, um, you know, uh, returning guests. I, I've had a few so far. 
um, cool, cool. the course of, you know, since I've been doing this, which has been great. And, and I really like to see your progression as you evolve as a fighter, um, you know, as a professional fighter and, yeah. and seeing all the great things that you will be doing in the near future as, as, <laughs> Thank you. as you evolve. This is so great to have you on and get to learn a little bit more about you. Um, I know our listeners who probably, you know, saw you fight the other night and, and you know who who's that so now they'll get a chance to learn a little bit more about you and cool. that's you know that's part of why we do this and and we enjoy seeing the fighters your fans want to see you they want to hear from you so awesome really cool awesome thing. and thank you for making the time to come on because uh, like i said you're all the way from hawaii so there's a big time <laughs> difference here and yeah so it was really nice of you to to um you know come on and maybe be in the middle of your training or whatever i don't know maybe you had this week off and took a break for <laughs> you know a winning right, break, a right. little vacation and then get hit, hit it hard next week or something I don't yes know. yes for sure for sure last week was my break this week i'm slowly getting back into it so yeah That's you caught good. me at a good time <laughs> That's great. I'm glad. So I want to thank you again for coming on the show. I will reach out again. Um, it, you know, course. and feel free to, you know, if you know that you got a fight coming up or something, you want to get on to pro help promote it. Always reach out to okay. me this game. So okay, um, we'll do. See you soon. Thank you again. For okay. The show Monica. Okay. Bye. Bye. -bye. Well, I'd like to thank Monica Franco being on the show boy um talk about uh kicking substance abuse in the teeth and moving forward and becoming you know um getting on on invicta like like she did i think that's awesome i mean she must have a great support system and i'm happy that she's moving in the right direction and looking forward to seeing her fight in the near future and congratulations on her invicta contract i'm sure it's you know it's, it's definitely well earned so if you like what you heard today and are eager to hear more, never miss an episode from Evolve WMMA with moi, Shelly Devine, by remembering to subscribe, download on iTunes, or you can find us on Podomatic and Spotify at Evolve Women's MMA. Or if you prefer to watch, you can find a new episode on YouTube at Women's MMA. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. It helps people find the show. And on that review, please mention Monica Franco and how she might have inspired or motivated you. And if nothing else, lastly, you can simply follow us at facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. This is Shelly Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening.